This is the No Spoon Podcast. I'm your host, Red Pill Che. I want to welcome everybody to our next episode of the No Spoon Podcast. Um, thank you guys who have listened to past episodes. If you if you have not listened to any of the past episodes and you want to get caught up or you want to see what we've been talking about, you can always go to the nospoonpodcast.com. We have all our episodes right there. We have blogs and uh, other content there as well. Um, those of you who have been listening, we want to thank you for your support. We want to thank you for sharing it, getting out there to as many people as possible. And, you know, like we always talk about, we already know about, especially now, all the main mainstream media and the social media and all these big platforms that they are censoring more and more and more every day. So to, to get this out here to, to the people and get here out here to the public, all this information, it's, it, it relies on you. It's not just me. It's also the people as well that are listening, that can get it out to as many people as possible. And I just want to thank everybody that's doing that and everybody. And you, and if you haven't, and this is your first time, you know, welcome. Um, this is a place for truth. This is a place for people can, can, can speak the truth. You know what I mean? We don't censor people here. We don't knock people down. We, uh, we, we give, we let people present their opinions. We let people present their beliefs. And if it adds up with logic and facts, and we let the audience decide. So and I trust I trust the audience more than anything. I know that our audience is very smart. They can they can see through the nonsense and get to the truth themselves. So, you know, with that being said, I'll throw the disclaimer that I throw out on every single episode. And that is that I don't come here with the uh, with the notion that I know everything. Um, I don't I don't I'm a student just like anybody else. So I'm open to learning. So if you hear something here that you think is incorrect or you think that is um it could probably be uh, elaborated on with more context or, you know, other type of information to supplement it. And I'm open to all of that. Please give it to me. I want to hear it. I want to know it. Um, we don't believe that one person knows everything, but everybody knows something. That means everybody brings something to the table to contribute. And so with that being said, um, we have a, a special guest with us today. Um, she is an enlightened individual. And you will hear you hear, you will hear about um, you know her background, and I'm going to let her kind of tell more about herself. This is a cheetah mixed view. She is welcome to our to the No Spoon podcast. Thank you for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. So why don't you uh, tell us uh, um, just about your background and you know where you're coming from, so we can get a l little bit of understanding, and then we'll get into our topics. Yeah, absolutely. I am a Los Angeles native. I was born and raised here, and um, since I was a little girl, I wanted to be in the music industry or film or television, anywhere in the arts. And um, I come from a music background. My mom was a jazz singer. My dad was a jazz drummer. And I decided to start working straight out of high school in entertainment. So for the past 10 years or so, I've been just kind of in and out of working in film and television. And um, I've learned a lot about what I believe in politically along the way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, everybody here is quite liberal, and especially if you're working anywhere in the arts. So I realized pretty early on, just based off of my upbringing, that I didn't quite align with it. And I've just had to navigate um, my conservative values with um, the very liberal Los Angeles entertainment industry. Right, right. Have you have you always been conservative, or did you have a moment when you kind of walked away from 
being liberal or the left or Democrat, whatever you want to call it? Well, I definitely considered myself liberal for for a minute there. I mm. did. Um, I I felt like I had friends who inspired me that we had to talk about racial issues from a very young age, or we had to um, uh, reject anybody who was anywhere right-leaning um, when I was 18 or so. That's when I started feeling that way. I was, I was a liberal on, on paper, <laughs> I think. But my household, um, because I'm, I'm mixed race, so my whole people in my house were all different cultures, different colors, um, but particularly, I considered myself ethnicity with Pacific Islander Samoan, and uh, that's very Christian and conservative, um, generally speaking. So I always felt kind of weird navigating that liberal space because it just didn't fit with how I was raised um, directly in my household. And how have you, I mean, like, as far as like, being in, in, in the entertainment industry, and we know that they're very, very liberal, I mean, is it almost is it almost like you guys uh, kind of have like a little secret society in as far as like in Hollywood that we don't we don't really say what we are but we are what we are you know what I mean? Yes, I definitely think so. Um, I've worked here in Los Angeles. I've worked out of state. You know, it's all the same because a lot of production companies um, have the same people that they work with. Mm -hmm. So that whole inner circle feeling um, definitely exists. Um, no matter, no matter what you want to do, whether you want to work on set in the studios, post-production, you have a group of friends that you pull from, uh, this list of people that you say, Hey, I, I, I know this person. So if you add politics or political views or religious beliefs into that, then that list gets shorter and shorter for the, the people that have the power to hire. And the next thing you know, everybody decides to make what they want to make. So I don't think people understand that everything we see is decided whether it makes money or if it, it's just somebody's personal opinions, really. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, you know, that's some of the things that I see, like, I mean, as far as like when you, most of these celebrities, they're all pushing one agenda, you know what I mean? And so it's kind of like, well, why are they doing this? You know, and so I just, I, the only the only explanation and maybe you have a better understanding of this is that when it comes to you know if if like for example i mean obviously this election was so polarizing with trump and biden and right and left and so you have um people that have an interest in getting trump out and most of those people are in hollywood and then when you start saying well hey i want to i want to get this part in this in this movie or i want to get this uh my my album done or whatever it is you have to appease the people who are funding these projects and a lot of them have an agenda. Is that something that you see as well? Like, Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, the, the, the way to get your message out there, especially so in regards to the, the election, if you get onto Hulu right now, um, I got rid of my Netflix after the cuties, oh, debacle, right, right. but I'm still on Hulu. And you'll see things that are just um, uh, arriving on Hulu and they're just added and they're all to do with, you know, the coronavirus or Trump. And it's usually spun in a negative light. Um, mm -hmm. 
so people are able to be brainwashed further. But in order to make those projects, a lot of the time, the people that are pitching them to the uh, studio managers or whoever's in charge of green lighting a project, mm -hmm. those people have to have their own opinions beyond whether it's going to make them money or not. And I've met enough writers. I haven't met anybody who um, was a, a studio head or mm -hmm. anybody so high up. I've met a lot of people who are in pre-development. So that means when an idea um, comes up, writers can pitch to um, the producers and, and everybody above them. And I've met those people. And those people are the ones who, um, they're, they're not a lot of great people out there. I've known like two conservative writers and people who have input on shows and, um, that, that's about it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, I don't I don't know it, uh, about you, but like, I guess when I kind of like started to, you know, I guess what we call now, you know, people take the red pill and they go and they're conservative. But it's like so now it's like when I watch things on TV, it's like, wow, like I, what I see now is like everything has an underlying premise yeah. And that premise is always left leaning. You yes. know what I mean? It's like there's certain things that we just kind of accept to be true. And we all just, this show is on. We accept that this is true and that is true without ever debating these things. And it's kind of like, that's what gets thrown out there. You know what yeah. I mean? And so the people take it. And so it leads to a sort of a brainwashing or a programming of the culture. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's really sad because when you think about the psychology of what we allow in, what we watch, what we listen to over and over again, we, we will listen to music and it's catchy and we want to hear it over and over again. We don't realize how affected we are by what we are, are taking in, especially children, because it starts with children, I believe. Um, let me second, let me just close this. Yeah, sorry. Um, I definitely, I believe that it starts with children because um, the, the minute we have children who are listening to either over-sexualized music or violent um, uh, imagery, whatever it may be, these children are, are becoming desensitized and the industry knows exactly what it's doing because mm -hmm. people are demanding more and more um, vices that they see. Uh, humans are naturally curious to see that, which is a taboo or something that's not supposed to be seen. Um, but for some reason in, in film and television and anywhere else, especially in music, we're completely okay with, um, with these dark themes and liberal pushed things. For example, to, to further on what I'm saying is that one movie called, um, I think Unplanned or something. Um, there's a movie on Netflix, I believe. Mm -hmm. And these two, two girls want to, uh, this one girl wants to have an abortion. And she and her friend travel across the country in order to get one. And the entire movie is them 
having a have a fun time like this is going to be so I'm so excited to get this abortion. What people don't understand is a lot of these women who are 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 talking about abortions so intensely have never had one before. Right. So then they watch a movie like this and they think that it's all easy and sunshine and rainbows and everything's going to be good and that's what I mean by these these movies that that have an opinion are then seen by people and and no one really understands the true um, details about it because they're not going to do research on it. Right. It's and, and you know that that see the way that you had put it there, how, how you explained that is like exactly what I'm seeing. It's like I think that people like we have this we have the way that we see the world, right? How do we how we see reality, but most people when they when they explain their reality to you, it's not really their reality. It's really the programming that they have received. So, yes. for example, I, and I use this example a lot with people, and I say, well, if you ask a person, what do you think about you know police officers? What do you think about? Are they racist? Are they bad? Most people will tell you, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially people people from certain dem- demographics will say. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're they are racist because they do this and they do that. And then when you ask them, well, what's your experience with them like? And it's the complete opposite. It's yeah. like, oh, uh, you know, I saw one today at Starbucks. They said hello. I said hello, and we kept walking. You know what I mean? Or when they pulled yeah. me over the other day, I we had a cordial conversation. Yeah, I was wrong, and it was fine. And it's like, so where do you get this idea that they're racist or they're you know out? They're 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 corrupt or whatever it is that you have this notion of. It's like, well, right. you get that from, or the programming. You know what yeah. I mean? Absolutely, especially in in regards to uh, the you know this year with BLM and um, any issues around the black community. Uh, I definitely noticed that a lot of people don't want to look at how music, mm-hmm. hip hop music, is programmed no one understands that it's marketed that way it's not like it was in the 90s anymore it's more packaged meaning there are people and i i was in school for entertainment business to learn a lot more about how it is we we get that um that music merchandise it's basically people that are you know the 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 um the company, the music company, um, they will make the decisions on the artists mm-hmm. and they'll also make decisions on what songs um, are created and what goes out to the masses. And unfortunately, if you take um, hip hop, you'll hear these songs and there's nothing, let me disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with hip hop, uh, <laughs> the genre of music. I listen to every bit of music, but the business of music Mm-hmm. is what um, uh, people don't generally understand. And music, musicians have such a huge um, uh, influence on people. So look at hip hop though, what are generally the lyrics going to be in hip hop? And it's not hip hop's fault, it's not the music's fault, it's what's being packaged, the lyrics, the, the, the overall imagery, of it and there's plenty of of exceptions out there there are but um to the masses generally speaking what you're going to have is this music that is either 
violent or promoting a certain financial lifestyle or um, is going to be something where poor people want to purchase what they 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 think that they need so then you're selling more products the same goes for every single mass appeal genre of music but particularly why is one community being affected by the psychology of this music because it's a mass market appeal and that's the business of it unfortunately and it, it sucks to say that but it is the business of it right and and you know hip-hop yeah, I grew up on hip hop. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, you know, I'm 37. So when I was in the 90s, it was hip hop. You know, that's what we listened to. And and, and it's like, um, but it, but like it is, it's very different today than it was yes. before. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's almost as if that we have become, um, it, it's, it's become, it, how was the word, hijacked to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like they've embraced the things that were kind of, that, we as a culture looked at and say, this is our community. This is our struggle. This is what we're going through and we're putting it on, on, on a record. But now it's like, you guys have kind of, not you, but you, people, yeah. <laughs> the, the entertainment industry has said, okay, let's now co-op this and we can make money off of this and then feed it to the masses in a certain way. And it's like, you know, I was, I was, I was listening. And I, I'm not a big person. I don't know if, if you are, but I'm not like a big, person on like the whole entertainment industry is ran by satanic pedophiles i don't know it's yeah <laughs> it's possible but i don't know right but but i think but when you start hearing like you said the programming or the re, the re, repetitiveness mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i just thought started thinking about like um i heard this past summer this past summer uh megan the stallion had a song and in the song she was she was saying uh, i think it was the one with that she did the remix with Beyonce. I don't know the name of the song, but mm -hmm. in the song, she was said, I'm a savage. I'm a this, you know, mm -hmm. and she started saying, I'm this, I'm that. And I'm thinking, how many young girls are saying the same thing over and over and over again? And it's kind of like they're programming you to be this. I'm bougie. I'm I'm a yeah. savage. I'm you know, I, I all these negative stereotypes that you're constantly saying over and over. And we know that the more you say it, the more it's in your brain, it eventually comes out and yes. manifests into the physical realm. And it's like, you know, I don't know if there's satanic messages in, in these songs, but I but right there, it's like, I don't think we could be we should be looking for the spooky, you know, something somebody's uttering in Latin or something like that. It's really just simple. Yeah, you know I mean? it is. <laughs> It absolutely is. And it's it's weird to think because, yeah, I don't know anything about about that, that nitty gritty, that there's a yeah. satanic cult. I don't know. I, I can't say yes. I can't say no to that. I definitely can say that it's 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 right in your face that they're trying to normalize um, these adult themes. And you can go on TikTok and see all of these kids who are um they're the theme of their their video they have a song and it can be anything that has tons of cursing or adult themes and they don't even notice i can go back because i'm 30 years old i can go back and oh, my cat back there <laughs> i can go back and look at music that i listened to in middle school and i can definitely um, dissect them now very differently than i thought then 
Right. But I don't even think that it's as bad. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, it wasn't yeah. as bad as this. <laughs> but it, you know, and it's like it's like kids are listening to it too. Yes. You know, this isn't just like, hey, you know, put the kids in the other room or turn it off while they're in here. People don't care. They just got the the kids are like you said. They're doing TikTok videos. You got yeah. little girls dancing to Cardi B and all these people, and you're like, you know, wow, like what's going on here? It's sad. And going going back to um, to television, I feel like uh, when we don't have those discussions with our children about music is one thing because music is quite passive. You can put it on and you can go about your day around it. You can put it on the car. You're not really having to listen to it. But when you're sitting down and watching imagery, it can really... Um, change your perspective, encourage your perspective. Um, not everybody gets affected by, by themes that you see, but a lot of people do because we're visual. Um, as human beings, we like to see. If we can, if we can see, we like to see. And it's, it's, um, it's scary to think that what we see is in the hands of people who are extremely liberal and they want everybody else to agree with them and they want it they want to push it out as this is how it is this right. is this is reality you see you see it i'm showing you that's how yeah. that's how that gets burned into people's brains and and it it's also like like i i said like when people they create their reality and because mm -hmm. if i'm watching a show if I'm watching a TV show and the main character, you know, this is what we do as human beings. When we watch it, we put ourselves in that in that position. Like yeah. you gave the example about the girls going to have an abortion. And it's like as you're watching it, you're watching it from the point of view of the main character. And so you're starting to to go through the same journey that they're going through. And if they're making something like abortion seem to be, you know, kind of lighthearted and it's not that big of a deal then as you go through the story in the movie, you start to come to that conclusion yourself that it's yeah. not that bad. It's not that bad. Right. And it's like, <laughs> like that, that's what I'm saying. I, I noticed something. Uh, I was watching, it was on Netflix, actually. It was a, it was a stand-up comedy show. And um, I was watching it with my wife and I was like, it was crazy because it was like, the guy just started telling jokes about like, looking at his teenage daughter naked and in the end it was like he was telling the jokes and laughing and people are laughing and i was like see i said do you see what they're doing it's laughter so it gives you a good feeling so now yes. we've got we've put behind pedophilia or mm -hmm. in this case i don't know what the word for <laughs> yeah you're looking at your daughter but it's like yeah you've made that into a light-hearted you know e experience yeah so you know the entertainment industry they have a big a, a big influence mm -hmm. on the culture you know what i mean actually they are they are the culture and that's a big yeah. thing I, I personally don't think that we would be in the situation we are today if the entertainment industry was had better values absolutely yeah. absolutely and i wish that more you know celebrities it, what killed me about this year was that we had all these celebrities just putting their their two cents into who they who they're voting for who they who they hate meaning trump 
And it's, right. it's not giving the children, especially there's somebody that I followed for a long time now. And for a minute there, he followed me back. I don't know when he stopped. Um, but there's a show on Nickelodeon and um, I followed one of the main characters on there uh, in real life, the actor. And he posted something extremely anti-Trump. And I see all these comments, just he's got, you know, over a million followers on Instagram. And these children who are, you can click on their pages and see that not, not any of them are even close to 15. And they're spitting out that, that, that hatred in their comments and saying, um, you know, oh, I wish I was old enough to vote for, vote for Biden and Trump out. Those, those even really vulgar things that children shouldn't be saying. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting here just so angry that he has the power over such a young demographic because it's one thing if you are an adult and you are giving your opinion to other adults but if you are a child uh if you work on a children's show as mm -hmm. one of the actors and tons of kids million like a million kids can be following this guy and and thinking oh he must be right because he's a celebrity that I like and they're not going to do their own research on anything. And, right. and that's that. And of course, with paired with the news media. Right. And I think a lot of times it's, these are the, the most, the most effective things are like the, just in passing comments or the things mm -hmm. that you read scrolling through your timeline and you just see somebody say, Oh yeah, Trump's racist. Oh, he's racist. And then you just agree with that. And then when you go and you watch a news a news show or something like that and they're saying the same thing in in a, a more you know you know intellectual way then you start to say oh what i heard over here yeah matches up what i'm hearing here it must be true right never do any research and i think that's the advantage that they have it's kind of you know they just kind of do these drive-by uh you know slogans and 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 just to, just to kind of elaborate on that real quick um one of the things that I think, and I've said this before, that I think that why celebrities are so dangerous is because unlike a CNN, and we know CNN does fake news and all that stuff, but CNN, they have to do it in a manner of to uphold their integrity, whatever integrity that they have. But I mean, you can't just come out here and say anything that's completely false. Yeah. It has to be some, whereas a celebrity can say something just crazy, ridiculously false, and then let it go out into the atmosphere and the next day just go and start posting like regular and it's and there's absolutely. no accountability you know what i mean absolutely i think i can recall i think meryl streep mm -hmm. um back when um there were rumors the, the the fake news about trump not making fun of disabled people i believe oh, yeah. that that's what it was and they had him you know doing this whole deal and they paired it with a photo of a writer, I think from the New York Times, he's based in New York, regardless of what the um, newspaper was, but they they started spreading this, this lie that he was making fun of a disabled man that was proved wrong, debunked, just like a lot of other things. And um, she 
went to, I think it was an award show. Maybe it was, uh, oh, she was up for award, whichever award show it was. She's getting her award and you can find it on YouTube. Her, her bringing up how, how horrible Trump is about this particular uh, incident. Mm -hmm. And it had already come out on the news that, that, well, that it wasn't true. So that was still a time where at least the news would, would say, Hey, there was all this backlash. We still hate Trump, but it's a little like it's a little, mm -hmm. a little more safe facey, like you're mentioning. Right. And Meryl Streep, she went, she ran with it. She took it. She ran with it. No one ever. And, and they won't. And how many people are? How many people are just going to see what she said and not see what the news said? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like they they know what they're doing. Like. It's not like, okay, CNN could come on and say, well, that wasn't true, this and that. But they know that a majority of people are just looking into what she said. Yes. And then that's what's going to stick. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so crazy how, you know, there's, it, it's just, you can keep saying the same things over and over again as if, if as if we don't know the answer to this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, people don't. And that's, that's the worst part. People really don't understand the artist the a fan is very attached to the artist of any kind whether it be an actor or a musician i notice it more with musicians people they trust them they don't know them you don't even personally have to know any of these people but we as the as the consumer as the audience um we will find what we um connect with the most and then that person becomes somebody important to right. our life. So these, the, generally speaking, people will become attached to also their, their personal views and now political views because we're politically overcharged um, this year. And <laughs> I just, I can't believe that it is the way that it is. I, I, I remember when you could say that you were either Democrat or Republican and still be friends. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> you know, when it, when it, when it comes to the entertainment industry and you start seeing like how, how most of these people are liberal, is that just something that just comes with that industry? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or, it, I mean, what what is it? I mean, I have my I have my kind of opinion on what I think it is, but I just, you know, it, it's just it's just odd that that it everybody, almost everybody. I mean, I I know a few people, and I've talked. I have a I have a friend who is in the entertainment industry, and he's an actor, and you know, he's always told me like, you know, no, they're they're very liberal. There's it's 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 hard to be a conservative in this genre, but it's mm -hmm. kind of like. Is it just the nature of the industry? It kind of is. When it comes to artists, I think that everyone, even in the on the business, and either unless they're you know an entertainment lawyer and they are absolutely they're business minded, mathematical people, the artists and everything around the art itself, um, because as I mentioned earlier, the, the the studio head makes the the final decision, but the artist can refuse a project project. So they mm -hmm. have to cater to what they're willing to do and what they're not willing to do. Um, 
But when it comes to the, the pairing of the artist and liberalism, I, I think it's, it has to stem with the psychology of who is making art. People that want to make art generally are more empathetic people. Mm-hmm. And ironically, it's kind of weird, to, but to break down the, the artist psychology, I feel like with all these crazy liberals who we think are, are, are deranged, mm-hmm. within that is a super insecurity and there's a, um, an um, over-emotion. Because if you're an artist, whether you're making uh, a painting or um, we'll talk about actors because that's what really affects the TV and movie scene. But the actors, they have to be, I don't know, a little more on the understanding all emotions in order to portray something. So they're going to cling to the more liberal political view, not because they like that, that's that they have to, it's just, they see, they, they, they see things and they want to show that they care. Mm -hmm. And then it gets taken too far by everything else, the news and every, and everything else. But I feel like, that's probably how that happens. It's it's like someone who sees starving children, they wanna help, mm-hmm. but then it turns out to be a con. It's kind of like that with, with, no, I, with I, liberal. <laughs> I, definitely, I, def- I definitely agree. I mean, I, I think that when you look at the arts, the arts, any type of art, I don't care if it's just painting, I don't care if it's you know music or if it's acting, whatever it is, you're appealing to the emotions. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a story. When I when I listen, there's certain songs that I can put on that that can make me, you know, full of energy. And there's songs I can put on that can make me sad. We know that it pulls on your emotions. So I think in order to be in that industry, you have to have an emotional connection mm-hmm. to just not just not not the emotional connection amongst yourself, but it's just emotional connection. Period of knowing. Yeah your emotions knowing the emotions of people around you knowing what makes people tick what makes people upset what makes people angry what makes people sad and it's kind of like when you're in that industry that's what that's the predominant kind of energy and then it kind of overflows into your politics because we know that if you look at liberals you look at democrats they're very very into the emotional aspect of everything absolutely you know, and so it's kind of it's kind of like it 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 kind of goes with the territory, I guess yeah. you could say. You know, yeah. I mean? And there are there are plenty of conservative artists out there. They just don't have a voice. It's still silent uh, majority type deal um, in the entertainment industry too. It's just people get discouraged. I think is what happens. They don't make it because they'd have to change certain things in order to make it. And I think there's there's certain people that will still play the game to reach the top. And mm-hmm. then that way they can make changes. For me, I want to stick with being in the entertainment industry because I feel like I am behind enemy lines and I can um, hopefully reach a place where maybe I'll, I'll, I'll have my own more conservative production company or something like that. Something that kind of breaks past these 
these types of industry standards so that other people can can blossom. Mm -hmm. But I just think that other other people who wouldn't have political uh, uh, liberal viewpoints, I just think they get discouraged because these these people and I've 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 experienced so many different people in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. but these people are really really tough. They're the side of people that you you don't want to say the wrong thing because then you won't get that job or someone will not want to work with you. And they think that they own the place a lot of the time. That's some really nice people. Mm -hmm. But most of the people I've I've met, it's just a lot of ego and they want to control the people around them and and I'll, it's just, it's just really quite sad. It, it kind of goes hand in hand with the politics. I mean, that's yeah. what it is they want to, they yeah. want to do. And, and that kind of leads me to what I was going to ask you next. It's like, how do, how can, can conservatives kind of mark out their own niche in the industry? I mean, could we get a conservative um, platforms? Could we get a conservative production company? Could we get conservative music? Because here's my thing. And, 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 I know I'll probably make some people mad with saying this, but but it's just a reality. When I hear, um, you know, people like as far as like hip, let's take hip hop, right? And you hear people, and there are people out there that are you know conservative. They're just not heard as much, or you know, or or you know, they make certain songs and whatever. And and I'm not gonna put them out there, but I'm just saying. But for me personally, when I hear it, I'm kind of like. It's not that good. You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of corny. Like, you're, you're like, I understand, like, I like the message, but it's just the whole image and the whole everything is just kind of not, I'm not feeling it. It's like, I yeah. always said, like, when I was a kid, you know, my mom, she didn't want me listening to, to the rap music that I wanted to listen to. So she would go and buy me, like, you know, Christian rap music. And I'd be like, man, this is garbage. <laughs> like, I'm not. <laughs> I listen so, to Christian rap too. <laughs> but it's kind of like, you know, I was like, I'd rather listen to Snoop. You know what I mean? Like, but so can can there be a way that we could kind of create our own niche? I mean, do you see that as a possibility and what needs to be done to, to do that? Yeah, I I yes and no is what I would how I'd answer that directly because I'll I'll say no because of where we're at in 2020 if you had asked me that last year perhaps or even before trump honestly yeah. um i would have said absolutely yes uh just because of of exactly what you were just saying we had christian rap <laughs> and it's still out there um the same with other genres as well there are um record labels that cater to musicians who are happen to be Christian, whether their music is or not. Mm -hmm. um, I know one band, they describe themselves as Christians in a band. <laughs> so their, their, um, their content was, it wasn't crazy wholesome. It wasn't vulgar or crass. It was based around real issues. Mm -hmm. So I think there just needs to be a little more assertiveness uh, amongst conservatives in the industry without catering to that which we don't um, uh, believe in. Mm -hmm. So 
I will say yes, just because these these companies, these lab, these record labels have been around for a while, and they've been fighting the good fight for uh, conservative um, record labels, at least. When it comes to production companies and things where film or television is involved, there is a market for that. There are channels that are making money um, that are Christian-based. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know if there's any openly conservative company for film or television, but I mean, I'll say this right now. I wish that, that Chris Pratt would just come out with it and just say how he really feels. And I think he started a company already and uh, I wouldn't say it's conservative, but surely there will be a, a company that will not blacklist you like AOC wants for people who support Trump, um, whether, you know, mm-hmm. whether he wins or not, he's going to win. But still, <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't go forward by pushing out these people just because of their political views and opening up a space um, for people that don't want all of this weird. They don't want cuties right. content. <laughs> I mean, we don't I, want that. I, I think now it's like, I mean, We've kind of, listen, let's, we can, we can call it what it is. It's like we have a, officially polarized this whole nation to where there's you over, there's conservative and then there's liberals and there's, that's just what it is. And so you start seeing like, even now, um, you know, people are upset at Fox news yeah. and there's a lot of conservatives. They don't want to watch Fox news. So they've switched over to Newsmax or OAN. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think that there is kind of a a a um, a market yeah. for conservative content, especially now, especially as so many people. I'm with what I mean. Trump has, I mean, as of right now, 72 million people voted for him. Mm-hmm. So there's 72 million people that agree to a certain extent with those values, and that they're not getting it from the mainstream media, and they're not getting it from you know television or movies or the entertainment industry so who's going to fill that vacuum because really that's what it is it's like yeah there is a there is a want for more conservative content and do we have the um you know the funds i guess you can say as well and do we have the ability to actually create it and get it up yeah i there is a demand there absolutely is a demand just like we have the um, country music awards because mm-hmm. no one's thinking about country music, but those awards happen. They just happened, I believe the other day on this, this past Sunday, mm-hmm. this is just an example of uh, you can go and walk around outside right now and maybe find one person. I listen to country music, but <laughs> you'll find one person that listens to country because not a lot of people do in the cities. But then you realize the, what the market really is, how big the market really is, and how many people actually listen to country music and how much music it, it produces. So then you have to think that the same thing would apply to people who are conservative or want to see conservative content. Mm-hmm. But that platform has not been introduced because I'm, I'm almost certain it has to do with money and... Um, the ability to uh, partner with certain companies, because that's the thing. If you have big companies that are, uh, let's say like Nike, for example, 
if mm-hmm. Nike wants to uh, get on board with a project, how likely will it be that this project is conservative based? So these these top dollar companies that that infiltrate into film and television, everything you see characters interacting with or wearing, a lot of the times they they got money for 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 placing that product into a movie. The the TVs. Oop. Whoa. Lights out. Has <laughs> <laughs> it already started? <laughs> I know, right? Is the is the apocalypse happening? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I think that um, that that's probably what it is. They can't partner with these bigger companies, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the jet, the the money, the backing is really going to come with advertising. Advertising makes so much oh, right. of, up for money uh, uh, for for projects. If you get to advertise in, just like um, Thing of Jurassic Park, they got Mercedes is the official car of of uh, Jurassic Jurassic Park now, or right, Jurassic right. World more specifically. Yeah. So it's it's like where do you get the money? So conservatives would have to figure that out and figure out who would partner, who would back, and those have to be, you know, the companies, the elite. And who's conservative up there? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, it, it's it's obviously there are conservatives that have money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of money. And it's it's now, I think, and it's it just, just going. And I know a lot of people are still, you know, wanting to count ballots and get to it. But I'm kind of like, okay, regardless of whatever happens with that, with the election, we have to kind of like regroup and say, what is a new strategy? And personally the entertainment industry has to be a industry that we attack it has to be a front in our in this battle that we're at that we have to attack because that's the main thing that they have that that and the universities in my opinion are the two things that lead to what we have today yeah i mean it's those two elements right there and if we don't try to get in there and create our own content create our own platforms we're going to have the same situation because even though, you know, we, we like to say the silent majority, but the minority, once, once they can reach everybody like they can, it's a wrap. Like we can't do anything. So absolutely. We have to, we have to attack that front. If we don't, this is, we can, we can get used to seeing this for decades. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. And look at conservatives who will see content that they don't like and say, well, I'm not going to watch that anymore. And they turn turn away from that media, which I've done that. But I mean, I'm, I'm working in it. Mm-hmm. But the the difference is, is when you turn away from it, then there's nothing that's going to be done um, to to fix the problem within. Like you just said, if we don't tackle that head on and allow people who are conservative to to help shift. Their, their hold, the left's hold on this this industry, and the same with with schools. Like you said, that's extremely important because the next generation of artists and the next generation of, of kids who go to these colleges and it gets pushed and pushed and pushed into our brains. You can see in the past 20 years what has been allowed to be shown on television. 
mm-hmm. and how that has evolved to oh, wow. to now. And I mean, you can even take a very popular show like Family Guy, how Family Guy started, mm-hmm. and um, as it, and it's animated, but people right. don't yeah. realize that the themes of of the show have pro- had progressively gotten more and more pushing the limits, push, push, oh, push, push, they, push, they, they until it just got disgusting. Yeah, they knocked <laughs> No them offense to anybody that watched Family Guy, but the newer episodes, I had to stop watching it because it just got a little, a little crazy for me. The right. older ones, sure, but that's just an example. Um, as I said, no offense to anyone who watches the show, but it's just an example of what we're allowed to, to, to show mm-hmm. at any time slot on on television the language it's just going to get progressively worse in the next 10 years Uh, i agree and i think and i think that we really have to like we really have to get in this and maybe hopefully who knows maybe we can find some people that that want to get involved that want to start you know putting something together and say hey we could just start small and just start our own channel start our own produce our own movies, produce our own television show, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. utilize the YouTubes and all these different things and, you know, and we can get it going. But I, I, I really, I really believe as far as conservatives, like going forward, if we don't tackle this issue, then we are going to lose many more elections to come and not just elections, forget the elections. We're going to lose the next generation. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to lose the children that are not ever going to get this message because it's going to be so taboo to even talk. I mean, you know, they want to make lists and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I mean, it's sad because they're packaging it that being lawful and doing the right thing and being a decent human being is uncool. It's not um, being pure is, is uncool. All these things that you would think would have a good, a, a good um, relate uh, a a good thought to it mm-hmm. is just not it's not the case and these kids are getting um, more and more influenced to think that if you are respectful to people that you're being a prude you're a square whatever people say now about being right. uncool whatever the words are now and what's sad about that is. You can absolutely say your opinions. We do live in a society where you there is free speech here, but whether or for not now. that, yeah, for now. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, what's not being taught or will not be taught going forward will be respect, because oh. you can say everything all you want, but it doesn't mean you should in certain circumstances, and it doesn't mean that. Um, it's right. And that's what the message of that will be lost because everything is independent now. It's about what you want. What do you want? Who are you? You be yourself. You lift yourself up. It's this whole grandeur. You, 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 independent one person. Family gets lost and, and all goodness gets thrown out the window. Exactly. Well, when you start that production company, um, let me know. I want to be involved. And I'm pretty sure there's other people that want to be involved. I mean, really, I mean, it, I mean, it's like it, we can joke about it, but at the same time, it's really what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean? It's really like people like myself and yourself and other people that we know that is that have some type of, you know, uh, creativity and they want to create content. 
we got to get together. I mean, yeah. it, it's just that's just how it is. It's like we have to get together. We have to plan. We have to say, how are we going to do this? Let's start from A all the way to Z and map it out and get this stuff out here. Because if we don't, um, it, it's really that serious. Like we are going to lose the next generation and the ones after it, you know, if we don't get a hold. Because that's who's controlling the narrative. And the narratives is what's controlling how society is moving, whether it's real or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it's real or not. Absolutely. Um, so how can people, how can people see you, see your content? You know, where, do you, where can they find you at? Um, yeah, I actually, I'm just using Instagram right now. I'm not even using my Facebook, uh, except I'm leaving it open for keeping connected with family uh, and far away friends. But on Instagram, my personal account is the wandering cheetah. And I just um, made a private account because I have so many family and friends who are extremely liberal and would disown me if they knew my <laughs> real political opinions. And I know a lot of people say, just remove those people. Um, but a few people, it would just be really hard. Um, so I just made uh, my own private account where I'll post more political um, opinions on. It's called Cheetah, uh, Cheetah Mixed View. Cheetah Mixed View. That's what yes. we see at the bottom. So you can yes. at Cheetah mm -hmm. Mixed View on Instagram and follow, follow her for her political opinions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I, man, we look, I salute you for being in this industry and, and, uh, uh, you know, they haven't, they haven't made you wear a special, uh, a special, whatever, something yeah. to, to, to target you yet. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we can get some things going and we can, uh, you know, we won't have to worry about this as conservatives soon. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Our, our, the, art, the artists, conservatives are growing. And I have a few that um, follow me right now. We have to start meeting people and, and continuing forward because we don't know what's going to happen at, uh, you know, a year or two from now in entertainment. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things we have to not lose grasp on. It, it can't slip through our hands um with all the election stuff that's going on that we just want to see how we can plan forward and go from there but yeah well i appreciate you coming on and, and talking and and i think it's a it's a very it's a very important message to, to the listeners that are out there please um if we don't get this situation under control if we don't get our own uh platforms if we can't we can't freely express our points of view and beliefs and opinions, we're never going to get it. And our kids are never going to get it. And that's yeah. the thing because they're getting it so much from the entertainment industry. So we really, really need to make some headway into that, into that industry right there. And yeah. I, I, I salute you for doing that. And I appreciate you coming on and, and, and talking about this. Uh, and we can have you on again. Uh, sure. Do it again. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. I know. I'm so glad that you asked me to join you. Thank you so much for that. And yeah, there's there's lots of things I'd love to talk about if oh, uh, yeah. you have yeah. me on again. I appreciate sure. it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you for coming. And, thank you. And thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to this episode of the No Spoon Podcast. Like I said, go to the website, www.thenospoonpodcast.com. You get all the content there. You can get this uh, inter this conversation with Cheetah Mixed View and more after that. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks.